Hello, everyone. We are here with Jesse Park, best-selling author of the book, as I should have had it up, Soul Beneficiary, that's available everywhere right now. And of course, my camera isn't focusing on it, but we are going to crack into it right now. Hey, like I said, we're here with Jesse Park. How you doing, Jesse? Thanks so much for being on the show with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Look, this is an honor for me. It was an honor to meet you and to see you on stage at 8% Nation, Road to 8% Nation, just a few weeks ago here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And just to even go through and, and read your book, Soul Beneficiary, has really uplifted me to a point where I really just want to get out here and really help some agents, not just mm -hmm. make some money, but actually do it the right way that you talk about in your book. Um, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just thankful that you read the book and you liked it. You know, um, I've been getting tons of reviews and tons of positive feedback and, and really it was a labor of love. It took me almost a year to write it because of my busy schedule. And we all have those doubts and fears. Like I think like right before it got published, I was like, should, should I even be doing this at all? Um, what if everyone hates it? But I, I like the feedback. So thank you. Oh, you, you are more than welcome, Jesse. I mean, there's so much jam packed in, in the chapters of these books, of this book, but I want to go right to chapter seven, where it seems like that's what you, basically this is what you said in chapter seven. I'm writing this book with the assumption that everyone reading this um, wants to come into this industry with the intention of succeeding by helping their clients and guiding other agents to do the same. Talk to us about what that actually means to you. It's like taking an assumption can be kind of, of scary sometimes, but that was a perspective that, that you wrote from. Why did you take it from that angle? Because I, I feel like, you know, the industry sometimes is, it can be shady. I've ran into agents that don't do the right thing for the client and it has long-term repercussions. You know, they end up losing clients, getting chargebacks and not really doing what the insurance industry it can be known for, which is building a book of business and building residual income. So I wrote it in a way to teach people how to build their book of business right. Mm -hmm. And then once they get to a point of maybe um, becoming a leader, managing a team, whatever, I also show them how to do that, too. Well, there's a lot of, of leadership stuff in this book as well. And I'm going to encourage mm -hmm. everyone to get it. it. Let us know real quick, wh where can they get this? I know it's on Amazon because that's, that's where I got my Kindle version from. Sure. So, yeah, it is on Amazon. You can get the Kindle. You can get paperback or hardcover. You can also request it from Barnes & Noble, Walmart or Target. Okay, awesome. Leadership um, played a big role in this book as I saw it as I was reading it. How has, has let's just take it from the bad side, how has the bad side of leadership influenced what you've written in this book? Sure. So, uh, I mean, any industry where there's so much money to be made, there are going to be opportunists. And so, I've just heard tons and tons and tons of stories of agents that have come to me from different agencies or what have you, and they've just been really mistreated. I gave examples of 
a couple of people that have come to me and I've heard their horror stories. In fact, yesterday uh, we hired someone on who had a story I'd never even heard of. Oh, wow. um, one company charged her $500 to renew her license and then, which by the way, that's not how that works. No, I know. <laughs> and, no. <laughs> and uh, then they never even renewed her license for her. So like there's just so many there any industry where you make a lot of money, it's going to attract the good and the bad people. And when yeah. bad people start making more money, it just amplifies who they already were. Absolutely. And you help you guide agents through a lot of these different pitfalls that you don't want them to have to go through in this mm -hmm. book as well. I mean, one of the things I know you said in, in chapter six, and I'm just going to read that here. It's like most new agents don't understand the risk of exploitation and often don't even realize they're being taken advantage of as well. Um, you know, so many different IMOs and FMOs um, that are out there. And I know you've got some horror stories. I mean, with this as well, you just told one. But what are some of the other things that agents really need to look out for when they're getting into this industry and choosing a company to go with? Sure. I, I do outline that in my book. Ask questions. Ask mm -hmm. for comp schedules. Ask for promotion schedules. Ask for transparency. Uh, if a company can't give you that and they can't give you a way for you to eventually become a management or a leader or something like that, then they're going to keep you at ground level forever. Um, that that's one way to avoid it. Uh, just really uh, and go with your gut feeling. You know, whenever you're interviewing potential managers and everything, do you have a good feeling when talking to them? Uh, do you feel like you can trust this person? Like a lot of it is just like an intuition thing. Um, but mm -hmm. the the main point is get everything in writing and then compare comparison shop. Go to this agency and that agency and that agency and compare what they have to offer you. You know, and knowing that you have your own agency yourself, kudos, by the way, that because I know it's blowing up from everything that I heard from you at, at 8%. Um, what is it that you that you look for yourself when you're looking to to hire someone? I'm, I'm kind of smiling right now because I'm remembering, I think it's in, I didn't take, I didn't put this note down, but I just remember it from reading. <laughs> um, the guy that came into the office and was just kind of slunched down in the chair and, <laughs> yes. um, you know, but you had another guy on Zoom or whatever, and he heard the whole mm -hmm. conversation, but <laughs> that was just funny to me. But you got, hey guys, <laughs> you got to get, the, you got to get the book. You, you got to get the book so you can read this story. But, but Jesse, what is it that you're actually looking for when you're looking to bring someone on? What are some key indicators that you see in people? Sure. So in my book, I talk about like, you can go to college, you could be, um, you know, a really high producing real estate agent, you could uh, not go to college, you could work at Walmart. Um, really, the determining factor, in my opinion, and what I found in my experience is not education, not on the resume, it's actually mm -hmm. like internal, it's a why. And that's kind of what I really get into whenever I'm doing interviews is why are you looking for a change in your life? Yeah. Because this industry is life-changing. Uh, I never, ever in my whole entire life ever made over six figures before I joined this industry. Wow. And uh, now, I mean, it, I'm five years in. And so, I, you know, I don't divulge what I make anymore, but mm. it's not just six figures. Well, <laughs> so. well yeah, I'll keep my mouth closed. Uh, but Because <laughs> you, you mentioned what you were driving at the... <laughs> at the but, yeah. Um, uh, which one? Because I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. Um, and this is like, 
it's not really fast, right? But you look back to like, you started in like 2017, right? Is if I recall that right from reading the book and mm-hmm. to know where you came from and, and, and just in this, what we'll call short period of time, but it may seem like forever to you, right? From mm-hmm. where you came from. But what are some realistic expectations that like a brand new agent coming in has? Because I, I make a differentiation here because I think you're, you're at a very high level at what it is that you do. You had goals and aspirations, probably some that you didn't even knew you had until you got started with this and you want to take it higher and higher and higher. But what are some realistic expectations that life insurance agents should have if they came in, you know, today as we're, as we're recording this, they just passed their, their test, they got their license. Now they're getting, you know, carriers and they're getting ready to go. Yeah. So expectations, you can have expectations like monetary expectations or Mm -hmm. freedom of time expectations, but you also need to have expectations for yourself and you have to understand that it's a lot of hard work. And so I always tell all my new agents this, if you can buckle down for just six months and take six months to change your lifestyle, your habits, what time you wake up, what time you go to bed and what you do during the day, Mm -hmm. you will ultimately change the entire path of your life. And so if you're ready to buckle down and you're ready to do what you don't want to do and really work hard for the next six months, you can expect to make typically more than six figures your first year. And then by your second year with renewals and residual income, that usually your first year income usually doubles. Uh, And then that effect just keeps going year after year after year. But, you know, and I talk about this in my book too, that year one energy Right. If you can do it for six, I, I'm still on year one energy. I still work maybe awesome. 70, 80 hours a week. Awesome. Uh, but I've seen people, they do pretty good after two years. They completely just stop and they want to mm. live off renewal income. And while that may take them for a little while, you know, they have a couple years until these clients fall off or whatever. Mm. Inevitably, they end up going back to ground zero. And so, you got to be careful. You know, you got to make sure that the expectations that you set for yourself are realistic, um, attainable, uh, and that you're able to dedicate the time it takes to to do those things that you set for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny how mindset plays such a huge role in, in all mm-hmm. of this. So many people want to get to the sexy stuff, right? It's like the money. Show me the money. You know, yeah. how much money can I make? Well, you're not even the person you need to be to make that exactly. money. Exactly you know, mm-hmm. as of yet. And, and, but no one wants to do the mindset stuff and, no. and, and the self work. And it's so important. And I'm glad that you bought that up, you know, in your book as well, you know, with one of the things in the book that, that stuck out at me, because it's one of the things that I teach our sales staff um, here at AJC as well. And you talked about scripts and you hit me square in my heart bone um, when you were talking about this. And this was in um, chapter four. You said sooner or later, every agent has to stop relying on the script. Talk to us a little bit about that, because this I, I love what you have to say about this. Sure. So I have a script, right, that I've I developed and I give my agents. But there comes a time whenever you just realize that you're talking to a human on the other end of the phone and the human that you're talking to is just like you. They need a connection. You want to build rapport. They want to do business with people they like, know, and trust. And essentially they're coming to you because they have a pain point. And so really, if you just talk to them like human to human, have a conversation, it's just, you know, your neighbor, you have some guidelines, some points that you have to ask them their height and weight, you know, if they take medication and, and everything like that, but you kind of just go through and you have a conversation with them and that becomes your script. 
And as long as you know what bullet points that you have to hit on there it is. while you're on the phone with them, then you'll get that conversation and you'll come off unrobotic. Um, I feel like scripts kind of hinder people to be their authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to kind of learn and memorize the points that you do have to get question, you know, get answers yeah. to the question, but it's more important to make that connection with that person. Absolutely. I mean, the script, I mean, there are a dime a dozen at this point, you can go online and download a life insurance script for, you know, final mm -hmm. expense or mortgage protection, or whatever it is that you want and download that script. But I think what people don't understand is that that script is written in someone else's voice. And actually we don't even know whose voice that is because these scripts are just rehashed and, and copied and saved and, and put out all over the place. But it is definitely what you said about having that, that personal connection, you know, and scripts go along with me. I mean, being a video producer, it's like, I tell people, if you're on camera, um, no one can beat you being you. It's like, mm -hmm. but if you try to act like someone else or sound like someone else, you're just going to come off as in inauthentic or unauthentic, whichever the word is mm -hmm. um, with that. And it's the same thing with scripts. Would, I mean, would you agree with that? A hundred percent. You know, there's not any other person out there like you. And, yeah. and I feel like my main connections, like my clients keep coming back because I ask about their kids. That's not in a script. Uh, I take notes of their pets' names. If we end up ever talking about their pets, that's not in a script, yeah. right? I treat them like a human. I become friends with them. I care about their life. And that's how you build a super strong book of business by just being you. Absolutely. Just being you. That's, that's the main point with this. I, I'm getting ready to dip into something here. And um, I mean, it's, it's in the book, so it's not outside of, of, of the context. Um, tell us about Jennifer. Oh, my sister. Because she played a, a big part, especially at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you dedicated the book to her. I did. Um, my sister, uh, my younger sister, by the way, um, she passed away from cancer almost one year ago. So January 31st of last year. Mm -hmm. And um, it was devastating. Uh, I, I, cancer doesn't run in our family. So like seeing what it did to her body, uh, it was there's like, there's no words for it. And so it wow. took me a really long time to um, come to terms with that, honestly. And um, I mean, I still struggle with it. I still struggle with the grieving process all the time. Like her birthday, which of was um, last week is, was really hard on me. And so um, um, our last conversation, so they had put her on morphine when they, mm. when they, um, put her on hospice, they put her on morphine. And I flew up to Illinois because I knew what was happening. And um, when someone goes on morphine, they slowly fade out right in front of you. And it takes about a week. Wow. But, um, you know, one of the last times I like took my camera out and I was like, just talk to me, just talk to me. I just want one video of you just, and she kept kind of going in and out of the video. But one thing she told me, she was like, this year is going to be completely different for you. Um, oh uh, you're going to break out. This is going to be the year. And if an opportunity comes along, don't say no. And so uh, naturally, I'm an introvert. And mm -hmm. so um, I don't know if you saw me on stage, but I yes, get I a little nervous going on stage. And so uh, as an introvert, right, I can do the things I have to do for my job so I can train, I can recruit, yeah. I can talk to people, I can do all of that. But my comfort zone is definitely not that. My comfort zone is I'm a gamer, 
playing games and keeping to myself. And so whenever a publisher approached me to write a book, I initially, I even had typed the email like, no, thanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, you know, not yet. Thank you for just, it's just not really what I want to do. And then I stopped and I was like, maybe this is what she was talking about. So yeah. I agreed to it and it actually was, um, not a bad process. You know, I ended up, um, writing a bestseller. So that's definitely out of my comfort zone because then, you know, people like you want to interview me and, um, you know, I I'm touring with Cody, which is way out of my comfort zone, but you know, any opportunity that came to me this year, all the ones I normally would have been like, eh, you know, I'm good. I'm doing okay. I don't, I said yes to. And, um, so this was the year last year was the year of the yes. So in a year, wow. um, I wrote a book. I went on tour. <laughs> uh, my book became a best-selling, um, best-selling book, um, and I grew my agency a lot. So that's my dedication to my sister. She's beautiful. She died at the age of 35. Um, she had just turned 35. She left behind two children, Evan and Alicia, and those um, those are my loves. I get to see them every summer yeah. and um, treat them you know, spoil them as much as I can. That's amazing. I mean, when I saw that, I mean, the story is, is heart wrenching um, mm -hmm. for anyone that just heard you tell it and, you know, to read it in the book, it, it, to see that dedication there, I was like, okay, this is a big part of her why moving forward yeah. with what it is that, with what it is that she's going to be doing and do. And the bravery that you're having with the year of yes and continuing to the year of yes is going to be those continual things that just continue to propel you forward. And you just get mm -hmm. better and better and better. I mean, the first time you're on stage, you know, now it's like, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not as bad, right? <laughs> as it was. Yeah. Um, you saw me at time. my third time on stage. So mm -hmm. I'm getting better and um, it's a process to kind of um, settle into my authority, right? Because I do know a lot yeah, <laughs> and I have achieved obviously. a lot. So it is, uh, it's just, I guess, um, being comfortable enough to talk about it, uh, yeah. in front of hundreds of people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, it's a, it's definitely a growing process for me, especially being an introverted person. So it's, yeah. um, it's definitely a learning curve, but I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, I mean, I, I'm an introvert myself, even though I do these these video shows. And I mean, I think you probably heard my tone a little bit different when I was at the event than kind of how you see me kind of more animated now. It's because mm -hmm. I'm just talking to a camera lens. It's like <laughs> there's no mm -hmm. people there. And it's kind of easier for us as introverts to do. But I mean, for you and the success that you've had, you know, since 2017, especially going through what you had to go through last year and, and continuing to move on and move forward, you have done some amazing things. And I can just say this girl own your authority for real. It's like you yeah. have it. And the people that read this book are going to be inspired by this book. And I'm going to tell everybody once again, you need to make sure that you go out and get it. It's sole beneficiary from Jesse Park, um, available on Amazon, everywhere uh, <laughs> <laughs> that she said in this in in this video here. But Jesse, I just want to say thank you so much for for taking the time just to be with me today, to be transparent and just to open yourself up and to just let us know as you know, let all those life insurance agents know what they need to do to succeed. So I just want to thank you for being here with me today. I so appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome, Earl. Thank you for having me.